0: Coming up on this week's Mind the Gaps.
1: Tell us a story. Once upon a time, there
2: was loads of bald heads, and there's a nice fresh poo,
1: and then we just chuck it in a truck Watch straight shit. to Netflix. Oh my <laughs> god,
2: it is all kind of pointless. And Email's
1: the new innovation.
2: All of Ross. Fuck off, Ross.
0: I'm gonna be banned for life.
1: Uh. Welcome everyone to the Mind the Gaffs podcast, and today is the day where I get sacked. Because in this episode, we reveal all about the broadcast industry and their dirty little secrets. Because let me tell you, content doesn't just magically appear on screen. It actually requires a lot of work behind the scenes from privileged white male decision makers networking on golf courses and benders in Vegas and Amsterdam. In fact, Ross was originally going to host this episode today, but he was too busy spunking all his money in Vegas to do any prep. We all work in the broadcast industry, although Callum now works in aviation. Fucking traitor. And we're going to be discussing shenanigans from two major broadcast events. The International Broadcasting Convention... And NAB,
0: which stands for what? National Association of Broadcasters.
1: There's all. It, <laughs> there's too many acronyms, you know. But we're also going to go on a rant about other things, such as the VFX crisis, the skills crisis, the shit content crisis, and every other bloody crisis. Because there's everything's a crisis, right? Cost of living crisis. Why not? Let's just let's just slip that in. Um, but also, are Apple buying Disney? Hell why don't they just buy a country let's get into it so
0: as someone who's now on the outside but was on the inside for what five and a bit six years you know it's a very heavily um, white male middle-aged dominated industry which Mm. we will eventually be one day um unless you know
1: Wait, it, it will be what?
0: It will be more white males. <laughs> uh, well, no, we will be white
1: middle-aged men one day. Oh yeah, we'll um, we'll be feeding the uh, the problem. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Unfortunately, uh, while while I have my youth, I, I'm part of like the early careers. You know, I'm I'm filling in. The extra tick boxes of the diversity points you know early careers that's all that's all I have going for me I, <laughs> once I'm now I'm now 25 yeah. once once I don't have that youth box I'm screwed I'm just
2: yeah you know. even 25 is like borderline I feel like it's yeah, like... I want some 26s
1: yeah I'm starting to feel old other than my yeah the only thing that's not got old is like my personality and my inappropriate and Basically, line. I haven't grown up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to take the low blow of my hairline. We love it, Luke. We love your hairline. My sister, all right. I, I've probably told you this, but my mm. sister had the most savage comment by saying that my receding hairline looks like the McDonald's M symbol.
2: <laughs> well, I did say the last vi- that video that short you did with your shirt on and your tie, you're giving me like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Um, yeah, oh yeah well at the shining.
1: Was, he, was it, recid- it? Was it receding? Well, that's like that's puffy. But is is his hair receding? Yeah, it is. yeah. Oh, <laughs> is, it is it worse than mine? At least. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um. He was also like
0: forty. Jack Nicholson was not no. home alone. <laughs> he, do you know the, He he's looks a like that champion. guy yeah,
2: yeah, that guy as well. Sorry. Um. Are you thinking about turkey mm. as an option? For what? For your hair.
1: I mean, you could get your teeth. Oh, a hair transplant. Yeah. Um.
2: Get on, get on the plane with all the boys to Turkey. I
1: saw this video at one point where they were like, um, "Oh, don't, don't get it too early because what if you get a hair transplant and then it recedes beyond the transplant? Yeah. (laughs) So then you, you got to do it again.
2: There's a video online and this guy's filmed it and it's all the backs of blokes' heads on the plane and they've all got like their head shaved they've all gone to get the same work done
1: so basically if you go to one of these events if you go to like IBC or NAB and you like film something maybe you get you probably can't get a drone through but if you did you would just see loads of bald heads yeah you know, as yeah as you fly through I mean you'd see the light shining
2: off it that would be the main, <laughs> the main thing.
1: yeah it'd be a good uh, not a good lens flare <laughs> no definitely not
2: no if you, if you work with like a few bald blokes you go to like these events and you're like oh it's Oh, oh, it's stick. No, it's not. Oh, it's Paul. Po- oh. <laughs> look the same. God.
0: And do you know what the, the, the amazing thing is you go to these events, and, and especially IBC because it's in Amsterdam, it's just like full of British people. Like, uh,
1: and, and There's over, a lot of Europeans as well. Though.
0: There's a lot of Europeans, yeah, but it feels like heavily weighted to British people. I, I feel
1: In like, what way? What way is it weighted?
0: Uh, I mean, in terms of the sheer numbers that you get going. Mm. So... It just yeah. feels like you're in a little England at times. But maybe that's because I work for British
2: companies. That's geographic as well. Yeah, do you think together. that's <laughs> that's the
1: type of stands you go to as well? I mean, there's a lot of maybe. American too. And also just everyone speaks English for us. Yeah. We just make it easy for it. Maybe do some wanna, people might have good accents.
0: Do you want to give people a bit of a
1: lowdown on what the two shows are? Oh, God, I'm having to describe them. Uh, other than it being, a you know, a complete bender, you know. Basically, it's uh, there's a lot of exhibition halls. There's thousands of people attending. All the companies go there. They build their stands. Um, you get a lot of the customers going. Uh, um, well, if you're working, if you're working as an exhibitor, the customer would be broadcasters, production companies, people working in broadcast, and then the suppliers are basically the one exhibiting like their new technology. It's also used as a major networking event. That networking is the Correct way of yeah. saying Bender, um, but it's it's not a Bender, it's
2: it's corporate terminology,
1: yeah, corporate terminology. And yet, IBC is in Amsterdam, NAB's in Vegas. The company you're with, they oh. had your own branded beer, yeah, it's like merch, brand merch. Yeah. That's sick.
0: So, the big problem with events is you know how to engage with your potential clients. And I think something like Amsterdam, you know, people love beer, they want good beer. So, the company I was with. Did their own branded beer, and it was really. I don't drink beer, but apparently, it was very good. But I've been to both NAB and IBC, and you have, and you've been to IBC.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, haven't, I haven't got on to Vegas yet, That's no, but is. we're just
0: setting the scene, yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, in terms of shows, that they're, they're just proper, hectic weekends, so busy,
1: and you know, it's just non stop, and so much drinking as well. I mean, if, if like, for any of the, uh, let's say, the geeks watching that don't know anything about the broadcast industry, it's comparable to Comic-Con, but it's just you have a load of corporate suit people yeah. instead. And so I, I
2: There's not a lot of buying and selling happening, but a lot of it's, like... Whoa, re- whoa, I don't these know. Are all these all are the all
1: deals the- get made o- over, like, these ten These are all drinks. the companies <laughs> we're already
2: working with and have relationships with, and maybe people want to know more about you. It's an mm-hmm. opportunity to go and have a look at what your company's doing talk to people it's quite, it really is just a way to like get everyone in one place and then you can actually go and speak to that person um but it's very unlikely you'll walk up to a stand and go yeah give me 10 cameras and walk off having actually but, but that's something. a good point
1: now do you think of it used to be you go to events like these and you would invest in new technology or you would sign that deal or find out about something but everything kind of happens online now on Microsoft Teams particularly after after Covid as well now we're all in virtual meetings can a lot of the conversations that would have needed to happen at places like IBC and NEB happen have they happened already do we see the same value with those events
2: there's definitely an extent to which like a lot of these conferences are like a vanity project for like the company. Like, let's get the biggest stand and make it as flashy as possible, and spend all this money. Like, the amount of money that goes into marketing at one of these events, like people would be shocked to know. Like, I mean, you two are on the marketing side. Yeah. How much is it like to get a ten meg Wi-Fi connection at uh, one of these I mean events?
0: It's thousands of dollars or pounds. It's a ridiculous yeah. amount of money for like two
2: meg. Yeah, people and mind for about four, for four days. It's awful. Yeah, people mind about like BTS prices and stuff. Like you get, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a bit better than that. So like, like massive budgets. Like there was one company. Um, I knew one of the guys that worked there, and he was saying they brought their own beer into the convention. Save so them costs to save a bit of money because. Otherwise, you have to go through the center itself, and they sell you the beers, and they How sell you everything. How much is it
1: inside? Because the company I work for, it was exhibits it outside. It was like
2: eight dollars or yeah. eight euros a beer, and what they did was they mm. said, "No, you can't do that." So they charged them eight dollars on every beer they brought in. So it cost them like 30, exactly the 30, same 30, anyway. Euros, yeah. Well, that worth that effectively
1: cost them double then.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, that was like
1: just to have your own branded beer it wasn't even my no.
2: branded it was just oh. beer <laughs> yeah wasn't it so you've what,
1: got what beer was it when i was last at ibc everyone was complaining because the 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 beer that ibc was selling was heineken and everyone was having heineken all night and then whenever when it was finally the opportunity after the actual main event and it was the evening sessions everyone's just thankful not to have a heineken because <laughs> they're just fed up with it yeah. i don't drink beer is that like peak shit beer i don't know does everyone it's, hate it's it I think it's like, just a very Dutch it's,
2: just middle, it's just middle line, middle of the line yeah. beer. Right. It's like, all right.
1: Okay. So this is a privilege thing. Saying like, I want a better beer than this. This is not. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> just, d- just complaining for the I sake just, of it.
2: I do to an extent. I think beer is beer, and you she wants some like fancy craft bullshit that's going to taste different. Like, I can different get flavors, fu- I can like. get
1: fussy with my ciders though. Like I wouldn't want to drink strongbows
2: all the time. Yeah, but that's all about beer. I don't know. I feel like beer is just what it is. Like. I think They're that all, lagers are all going to be pretty much the, the same. The difference with
0: cider is you can get a very sweet one or a very dry one. You can get a lot of variation. I can't oh. tell the difference.
2: With it. It's it's a good excuse to meet other people, but then it is kind of past its like use because we do have emails and oh, wow. internet. Emails, and emails is not like
1: the new innovation. What <laughs> what my point about? is these,
2: these <laughs> events predate all of that. Like they pre they, the IBC would have started when it was like all right and let's the get on a 16th. flight and go meet like these broadcasters or go to these companies like none it is all kind of pointless. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, where I'm going. Well, with that. I mean, the, it,
1: in in different industries, uh, in the gaming industry, E3 has now, which was one of the biggest yeah. events, yeah, they've been cancelled because all the big companies have just been doing their own virtual events now. Yes. They don't see the value of that event anymore.
2: They get more hype. They get more focus. So focus. much less
1: cost. You're not spending yeah. millions on... You're not competing for Building attention. a stand, you know, travel and... The whole travel and expenses side mm. of it and food and all that oh, and, and a, the beers, <laughs> you
2: know, it's a lot of money. And it would be all the same charge. Like, you're getting charged for Wi-Fi. You're getting charged for water. You're getting charged for plug sockets. You're getting... Ch- like, they will... Lead you try at these like uh, type of conventions and stuff. So I'm sure it was all the same with E3. It's like, hang on, we can do our own launch. Like, I I'm curious if like companies will start to think like that and think, oh, we can actually do something way more impactful by just doing our own event. Um, let's invite our customers to us. Let's host something. Like, I guess you could expensive but stuff. You've
0: got like very big companies in gaming industry, haven't you? Which have mm. a lot of control, whereas there's a lot more smaller companies, maybe in
1: broadcast. I think for smaller companies, it's more value, I yeah. guess, because you might just get people strolling past who had no idea who you are and now they do. Yeah. So there's value in that f- footfall, I guess. But if mm. everyone kind of knows you anyway, what's the actual value? Do? But then would they? Would you need to keep your brand going?
2: I think some people might be wondering, like, the scale of these events. So if you think about like a television broadcast, people will know that like BBC exists, uh, all of these broadcasters exist, Fox, whoever, like there are these massive companies who are like making the content, they're editing the content, they're producing it, whatever. They might ask, so like the, the size of these convention centers is huge. So you'll have like massive halls. I don't know how many thousands exhibitors. There's so many companies that are like, involved in making this TV thing happen.
1: It's interesting because the the company I work for, I won't say the numbers, but like going exhibiting at IBC basically sucks up at least 60% of our budget. 60% of our annual year marketing budget just to go to this event. Yeah. So we have to actively not, because of the rising cost of events as well, you know, everything's just gone through the roof, cost of living and. Yeah. Just everything, literally every single item you can think of, and labor costs and all sorts, all gone through the roof. So now, to do an event, when you're thinking, okay, what's the actual return on investment from doing this event? Mm. Can we do now less events and laser focus on what's actually going to bring us the more most value? And even then, it's like it really, it really depends. If if those costs are going so high, like. are you are you gonna get what you need for how much it? So some some people might just be priced out.
2: The option of sending pe- salespeople there to just wander around, have all the same meetings, actually see what's going on in the industry. The like the reality of going to these shows is you're on a stand. So I'm there to as people come over and they want to ask us about our products and services or whatever. I need to be able to answer the questions, I need to be present at all times. You don't want people wandering over and then no one's talking to them. So, like, yeah, it's funny, exciting to go to, like, Amsterdam for a few Mm -hmm. days. But you spend a good 90% of your time just standing in, like, a, well, for the most part, in, like, an air-conditioned room. Like where you can't even see the well, there's, sunlight. Yeah. There's air
1: conditioning. Where you went? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What rooms did you go in? <laughs> yeah,
2: you can't see the sunlight. You're on your feet all day. I mean, you're thinking more Vegas, more so. Yeah. Yeah, but it would be the same. Yeah, for most like most people going to these things, right?
0: Yeah. Did you try the um the loop in Ve- when you're in Vegas the the Tesla
2: thing? No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even make it that far. Oh, okay. I probably saw like... Why was she too busy? So busy, I probably saw a decimal percentage of the actual yeah. footprint of the place.
1: Oh, really? It's okay.
2: so... It's massive? Fucking vast. How many
1: holes are there in NAB compared Six to IBC? Six holes,
2: and like, the smallest hole at NAB would be like, bigger than the biggest one in Oh, really? IBC. Okay. It's so big, you pull up in the car... And on your left is this huge. It looks like a massive like Amazon warehouse. Like you yeah. know, sa- have you ever seen like the size of those? Mm, yeah. It's like one of those. And you're like, oh, is that the convention center? And then you're still you're driving, you're driving, you're still driving past it. And there's this massive bridge, and then another yeah. building the same size. And you're like, oh, what's that building connected to it? Oh, it's still NAB. So it is just all you can see for like, I do not even know like a square mile of just like it's, it's, it's huge. Center. It's massive. Um. um it is just absolutely vast. And I saw, like, the tiniest little corner of it where I was just going back and forth from, like, the stand to the... Yeah. I mean, e-
1: even corner. at IBC, because I was exhibiting, I barely got much time to kind of look around because we've got our own stand to look out for. And there was all sorts of dodgy shit going on that I had to deal with. At one point, I think someone thought it was a fridge and then turned it on, but it was actually a hob that we we covered the hob and then it set it on fire
2: so this is the st- this is your stand up this 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 was
1: our stand so that the 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 hob the hob was covered by you, so know, you, had, a,
2: you had a little kitchen for like people it was, to, it was to make like, coffees and
1: yeah it was like this makeshift kitchen but we didn't need the hob for anything cuz we're not going we're with not it? it just yeah it just came with the setup that we had to build yeah. so we just covered it but then someone thought, it was a fridge or some sort of, to charge their phone or something. I can't remember. <laughs> and then it set it set on fire. So that's that's just the stuff. If I and was that's like, day one, right? right? And that was that was the first time I left the stand for like five minutes. And then I, literally the joke is, if I leave, it will all go tits up and it will go on fire. It literally went on fire <laughs> when I left. Yeah. So i okay, I won't leave anymore. I'll stay here all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, so that was
2: day one. And day two, day someone broke in.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, you were with me at the at, yeah. at the time, so you know, yeah. We had a we had a couple break-ins as well, which tends to happen when you're in a like basically a tent outside the main halls, because you have both exhibitors inside the halls, and we had some some ones with their outside broadcast vehicles and all sorts of stuff outside. Um, yeah. So we were outside, which meant that you had a lot of chances um, in Amsterdam. And uh, yeah, had a few robberies, we had a ripped wall, um, we had a lot of our beers stolen, that was the least of our problems to be honest. Um,
2: yeah, I think this deserves more, so first night you had a fire, second night someone broke in, stole iPads, things. Oh yeah, iPads, that, see I, I literally don't even care about <laughs> the iPads and laptops, right. that was like minimal the, the problem. third night was my favourite story because, um, so we'd obviously had the break in, so it was right, like, like alright, lock everything down. Make sure it's all secure, whatever, right fingers crossed locked away, I assume we locked away all the laptops that we had left make sure no one steals anything and uh yeah one of the the first person's sharp in the morning at like eight o'clock um he comes <laughs> in and, and there's been a break in right someone's ripped through the tent and there's just nothing missing there's like no no, no it was I, some beers it was some beers were gone some beers were gone and that was and it was like, well, why didn't they take that why have they not? They've ripped down one of the door cupboards at the back and taken nothing. So everyone's bags are there. And there's like several
1: thousand pounds of like really expensive satellite equipment and yeah. 5G equipment and all sorts. Didn't take any of that. No. Yeah.
2: So he's going around. He's like, what? Like, I can't work out why. It, like, what is the motive of breaking in, ripping down a door and taking nothing? And then looks in the kitchen where the fire happened a couple of days ago. And there's a nice fresh poo. No, 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 it wasn't
1: in the kitchen. It was in the middle of the bloody tent <laughs> on the carpet. But well, no, it was, it was on an empty beer crate in the carpet. Someone took a massive dump. Yeah. When does that happen? <laughs> I was like, well, I'm sorry. We're not, we're not building toilets in us. Maybe we will next time just in case someone wants to, you the know, the level of desperation to, to
2: do that. You've
1: like broken or in. Somewhere. The level of, um, you know, drunkenness.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, like have you not seen them videos on on TikTok and stuff? Like people at the, a tube station, that think they're on a the toilet.
2: Yeah, I like will say kind of there thing. was a few hours where Luke was unaccounted for, so we can't rule him out as a suspect for the poo. But
1: if you're working in sales, you're you're maybe rotated on the stand for like a few hours here and there. You've got your slots, you meet your customers, you walk around, you have your food, you go, you go to expense dinners and then you spend time with customers and you know it is long hours because i mean you are being paid to do it but it is long hours because you're talking to customers all the time it's not like you're just talking to your mates it's I imagine it's not it's easy it's very
0: but i find it, the conversation can be very repetitive particularly if you're in a role where you need to know your information that you're talking to people about and secondly it's very draining because a lot of the time you're talking to people you don't really want to be talking to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some people are horrible. So this, this happened this year at Vegas. And um, super, ve- but the guy was going like, oh, how long's the company been around? I've been, like, oh, been around X number of years. Like we've got a legacy doing this kind of work and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, the German guy, he goes, just because the cockroach survives does not mean that it's worth living or something. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, why is this so... Th- I literally was like, I beg your pardon? And he like, repeated <laughs> what he said to me. And I was like, oh, my, like some people, like what kind of conversation is this? And that was What hilarious. was the relevance? Huh? What was the relevance? He was, his point was that, oh, just because a company's been around a long time doesn't mean like that's a good thing. Okay. He was like, oh, the cockroach will continue to survive. So, like, how is that a good <laughs> thing? And he was like, I'm playing the devil advocate. And I'm like, don't. How about you? don't I don't do want to talk to you. <laughs> oh, uh, it's it such a funny thing. They're the kind of
0: people that just go around trade shows and don't ever do you Never anything. spend any money. Or ne- <laughs> i tell you about one we had in Vegas last year. Um, It was a guy and he said, so I come to trade shows with my suit. He had this massive suitcase. And he just goes around trade shows. And he apparently only has a YouTube channel where he reviews trade show merch. Um, and so it's like, oh, yeah, I really need to have some of your hats and some of your whatever it is. And it's just weird, you know. Do
2: you think we can get him on?
0: I tried looking for his channel <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> find it.
2: So I think it was just an elaborate ploy to get the merch. He sounds like he has a really fun, exciting life. Uh, you could say that.
1: Yeah. But um, break ins wasn't the least of my problems, right? Dealing with. There's events. There's all sorts of stuff as a marketeer you have to deal with. Okay, right. Listen, I felt the full wrath of Brexit.
2: There was once upon a time. <laughs> I hope what? you're going somewhere with this, Lee. Yeah, I am. No, a lot of people really hum- hard done by by Brexit. They might have got sent home to their like home country, like. And you had to fill out some forms. I had to fill out some forms. That's oh like- no! No,
1: right, so, there's these bloody carne forms now. Like get get into get into Amsterdam used to be pissed. We get a load of items, right, and then we just chuck it in a truck. Job I agree. Done. Lu- Luke Throw is the most in. hard
2: done by by the whole. Brexit yeah, situation. I'm f- royally I'm, screwed. I'd say that like he's number one on the list. But of we, hard done by it was
1: people. so, it was so close to the wire because you have to label and measure every single item you're bringing.
2: Yeah,
1: and weigh just unnecessary things for no reason, and you have to submit on this carne form, and. I think it got rejected several times because of nonsense reasons or they didn't understand what this acronymed thing or piece of kit I was. I mean, that's probably just your people's
0: fault because
1: they love acronyms. it probably
0: helped if they just wrote it I properly. Thought,
1: I thought we massively simplified it, but it, it it literally went to the last day. And if we didn't get that form accepted that day, we've missed the window, like stuff's not getting shipped to Amsterdam in time. It was literally that close to the wire. So that's what I mean. Like, I mean, we'll be better next year, but that was the first time of just this is an unknown. This isn't how we've done things before, and yeah. it's just ever quite more awkward to deal with. And then I had another problem as well, which was when we were out there, I had this whole social media campaign planned in terms of how I could, you know, promote where our stand is, and so and I was going to do geographic targeting so people around the, the Raya, which is where it's located in Amsterdam, would then, if they went on LinkedIn, they would see these ads, all paid promotion. Oh, this company's here at this this place. And guess what happened?
2: What happened, mate? The
1: Queen died. Social media Fanta. blackout. Social media blackout. They were like, no posts. Oh, fuck. Fuck my campaign then. Yeah.
2: And then, selfishly, <laughs> This is, I'm gonna sound like I think Luke is the most hard done by by the Queens. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna sound like
1: such a massive arsehole here. But everyone was like really sad and like getting the memorial thing on BBC News like played on the big screen. And then I'm just like, my oh, fucking social media campaign, man. Like, why now? <laughs> <laughs> why now? It's like, but no, it's to be honest, like, I think a lot of people uh, maybe some people were sad, but like you don't know this person. I thought she had a nice life, you know. She she made it to an old age, her husband's gone. I think she went out quite well. <laughs> I no, think I mean, she had a good life, she
0: had a good life. She had a very my lack blessed life. Or not, her husband's dead, the Duke Almost of
1: stupid. Cambridge,
0: no, the Duke of um, Edinburgh, Philip. Uh, Philip, yeah, he died, uh, yeah,
1: he's gone. Had a racist. Uh, I mean,
0: they're all a bit racist but um yeah you know, they
2: he were old very,
1: you give him a pass he, he was very <laughs> you racist give him, you give him the race oh. yeah so that was savage how was nab anyway like you you apparently got ill so we had to cancel one of our, mean, our podcast episodes so yeah, what Ill. happened uh
2: it was good so this is the <laughs> same as amsterdam one it's happens in vegas um i went out for four nights uh, massively jet lagged on the first day so you show up week showed up at
1: flight from England if it wasn't obvious yeah
2: flew from yeah. England to Vegas uh, time differences uh, eight hours eight hours back so you arrive at like one I arrived about 1pm Vegas time which was about 1am yeah. London time that's a bit off but that's point the is night. it was like late and I had to stay up like until like the equivalent of like 7-8 in the morning I could go to bed. Mm. And that was like day one, and then you're like straight away working. Um, so it's like really, it's like a slog. Like you're jet lagged, you're work, you're on your feet for hours. You're talking to annoying break. No, German go German people. Get to work. <laughs> you don't really get a break because everyone's on a road turn. You don't want to keep people waiting and like eating lunch at like three o'clock. So. Like, it was, it yeah, and then I got ill, basically, because I, I think it just ruined me.
1: Is that, that just because you were meeting so many people, like, you're shaking all their hands and stuff, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, there's that, there's, like, the tiredness, there's just the fatigue. jet lag, fatigue, you just, yeah, I think it was just a combination, and then I just got ill somehow. No, so, yeah, the, I mean, the work was fine, it was, like, long, but it was good experience for me to do it, because it's a newer company for me, so, like, learning the product and everything. And then, yeah, Vegas itself, like, so we went out in the evenings, didn't get a chance to do any of the shows, I wanted to go to gun range, didn't have time for that, oh. um, that would have been fun. What should you go to America for if you um, can't get a gun? Yeah, I wanted to shoot like a Desert Eagle or something ridiculous, um, didn't get a chance. That's not
1: ridiculous, that's like a staple weapon.
2: No, but the guns, like, have you actually seen one? They're huge and big, they shoot 50 calibre bullets, yeah. they're like ridiculous.
1: Um, I played Call of Duty. I know what Desert desert is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get a
2: chance to do that. So we kind of just did a tour of like the strip. I just had no idea how ridiculous Vegas was. Like, I had no in concept. Terms of what? I'd seen movies. So I'd seen like Caesar's yeah. Palace and the big water fountain and shit. I didn't know about, I didn't know New York, New York was a thing. So yeah. it is, they've, re, they've built a load of New York skyscrapers. They're yeah. all connected. So it's, a, it's actually in a hotel so they're all you can stay in different so you could stay in like the empire state building part of the hotel it's then got a roller coaster coming out of the hotel <laughs> looping around the hotel okay yeah there's I a didn't giant know any statue of, of liberty i didn't know any like i would just turn a corner and just be like what the fuck am i looking at like this is ridiculous that's one hotel there's a hotel that's a castle did you know that no it's it i can't remember the name it's a massive like fairy tale castle that they built there's one uh, there's a big circus tent They've, you might know about the um, Eiffel Tower. They've like built yeah. an Eiffel Tower, and there's like a big French themed restaurant underneath. So basically,
1: it, they're trying to get the world in Vegas.
2: It's just like, how can we be the most provocative, Brotesque. outrageous structure that's going to grab? Like, how do you grab someone's attention and in build somewhere a party like Vegas? Town around it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You like everything wants to be an attraction. Mm. And the the weirdest experience for me. So like, I'm getting this little guided tour from the guys I'm working with. And we would seen New York, New York, and we saw the Eiffel Tower thing, and I'm missing out loads of other weird Vegas shit. But I'll probably come back to it. And then we're all of a sudden we're going into like one of the ho- many hotels, and we go past the casino, and then we're just walking along like what looks like an empty shopping mall, and it's like it's like half eleven, and I'm just like, where is he ta- like where is he taking us like I'm gonna get murdered or something. It was just weird. It was like, why? Like, this can't be an attraction. Then I walk into this open space, and it's like Venice. So they've made oh. Venice, <laughs> and it's daytime. It's daytime. Like yeah. they've got like a false roof, and it's daytime. And there's little boats if, and canals if, and if, shops. If they
1: want to recreate it properly, they need to make sure it smells. You know. Yeah.
0: You know the boats are on wires. I know. Yeah, it's
1: horrible. I think Vegas is a horrible place. It's yeah. It was. I mean, was I feel bizarre. like if you're going to Vegas and you're not into, like, poker, what's the point? Yeah. Because you're you're going there to party and gamble, and if you're not into both of those obsessively, it's just kind of crap. So if you're going there for work, it's I just, thought, I don't want to be here. I thought
2: before the trip, like, oh, I'd only ever do Vegas if it was, like, a stag do, or, like, I would never go out of my way and be like, oh, this is somewhere I want to go. It never really appealed to me. Yeah. Having been there, that's pretty much the same. Like, it's yeah. like... It's it's fun to walk around and just be like, whoa, what the fuck? I haven't even mentioned, like, there's all these girls running around, like, in, like, bikinis trying to get pictures from you. There's all these, like, hustler people. There's crackheads, like, everywhere.
1: Wait, so a girl in a bikini will run up to you and, and try to charge you to have a picture with them?
2: Yeah, or they'll take a picture and then try and charge you after. Yeah. all the, Do you know oh, what? Right. Ironically, the same kind of scams you'll get in actual Venice, where they'll, like, give you a rose and then... Yeah. And then they'll charge you for it. That kind you of get it in London as well, to be fair. Um, sometimes. Yeah, so the Venice thing was like really, that was like a really weird experience. Did not experience um, it at all. Best part of Vegas is like the downtown, which is like the old part of it where it's just bars and stuff. And because it. A bit more normal. Yeah. When I was going down the main strip, it was shocking to me how long it took us to find. We like left this place, let's find a bar. We must have walked for like half an hour. It is bizarre. You would think like. If you walk around London, you can't walk more than like five minutes without finding a bar or a pub or something. Uh, five minutes is probably a long way to walk in London without finding anything. So on that main strip,
1: is it literally just... Because cas- there's loads of bars and casinos. I assume there's just loads of... The main strip,
2: because it, it's all casinos, everything's built around... They don't want you to go sit in a little bar. They want you to be on the casino floor. Yeah. And like on the Monday night, right. which is when we were doing that... But they, the want, o- they want your drinks to come to the table.
1: so you get. But yeah. surely they, they want you to get more drunk. So you spend more money. So they the really,
2: they just they want the only option in town to be go sit in a casino and drink. No,
1: but what I'm saying is, go they they get you into the casinos. Everyone wants you to go to the casino, but they want you drunk in the casino. They do, but they don't
2: want so they like don't want I, you plastered and you get The Second, you're like stumbling they, around. They will will yeah, they get you so up. quick. But they
1: they want to charge you, you know, fifteen quid for that drink. They want you to get tipsy enough
2: so you're more confident. Yeah. To lose all your money. I didn't realise, like, they go, everything's, obviously the whole city is designed to just suck the money out of your wallet. Yeah. But, like, even at the bar, they've got gambling machines. I didn't like even built know. into the bar? Into, literally into the bar. So even when you're waiting for your drink, you might think, like... Oh, like, literally, like, oh, flat do, panel on the table. Yeah, like yeah. a little LCD panel. Oh, I'll play some blackjack while I'm waiting for my beer. It is, like, it's so... And everything's, like, an advertisement. Yeah. I, I was walking past a bus station and they were blaring out like almost like radio advertisements at the bus station because they will not miss an opportunity to f- advertise you something like... The,
0: so when I went last year, I stayed at the Resorts World um, and the whole the whole of the front of the hotel is basically a massive ad- advertising billboard, all the glass. Mm. It's just all a massive screen to advertise whatever person is performing there. But um, I... I I had to spend a whole week there, and and I just by the end of it, I just wanted to go in the morning and just get a quick coffee without you know all that nonsense in it, and a nice croissant, um, and th- somewhere where they actually spell my name. Well, you right. could go
1: to the Eiffel Tower for that croissant. Oh, God, <laughs>
0: it's horrible. But <laughs> actually, the hotel I was staying in, um, it was in a very, it was a nice hotel like Resorts World. We was in the Hilton, and it's like free four hotels in one or something um and um I, I, I go down in the lift one morning to the ground floor to go and get a coffee and i think oh it, wh- why is all the blood on the floor at the lift um and when i went back i was like all covered up and you couldn't go up in the lift and it turned out it would actually been like a, a murder Oh, oh wow. not a
1: suicide, a murder. A murder. Because I know there's a lot of stuff around suicide no, 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 in Vegas. No, 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 no. Like people so, lose all their money gambling and then they just jump. Do you know there. what? No, no, no. This was in the lift. They'd been
0: murdered. the fuck? And, you know, the, and it, what ended up happening, the police came. They covered it all up with, like, really tall curtains. Um, And then, you know, m- one of my colleagues went and asked, oh, so what, what happened? What went on? And they wouldn't say anything. Yeah, And it's just like a whole facade that they obviously don't want people to know about the crime that happens there to potentially deter people from
2: going. It's a weird place. It's got this kind of Disney vibe where everything's fake. There was like a restaurant advertised and there was a big billboard as we went over this highway. Hole in the wall restaurant. There's no hole in the wall in Vegas. It is all like everything's er, people don't like everything's owned by like the same three companies all the C- casinos C- are owned
0: mgm
2: M- they're all companies. owned by the same company yeah. so like you can walk you can be in one casino Yeah. you walk down a hallway and you're in a, uh, you're in another hotel you don't even realize like that's how like connected it yeah. all is and it's a company so that
1: never sleeps and the, it's yeah, a
2: so you you think like oh i'm i'm gonna oh, i had a shit experience at this hotel i'm gonna go to the other one Still yeah, the same spe- yeah, it's the same people. But the
0: thing is, it's like it's a completely different vibe to Amsterdam because Amsterdam is such a more. I think because you, you're got such a more balance of Americans, obviously in Las Vegas, it's a very different vibe. It's more. I found it was a lot more corporate than say Amsterdam uh, IBC because that felt a lot more
2: community like. You couldn't have a greater contrast no. between. Like, the, the way a city like Vegas is yeah. built and the way that Amsterdam is. Amsterdam, everything's walkable. It's pleasant. It's yeah. not, there's no highways. So, my first for my first day, I'm jet lagged. So, I wake up at, like, 4 in the morning, which was, like, 1 p.m. UK time. So, I had, like, time to kill. So, I was, like, yeah. this is, like, complete naivety having never been to Vegas. Like, you would never do this if you knew Vegas. I go on Google and I'm, like, I don't want to eat at the hotel. I'm going to go find a little coffee shop. to go get my breakfast so i'm like and i find uh, again i didn't really look deeply enough i didn't look at like the shop front i just saw like oh they do like nice food and the coffee looks good and it's well rated i'm gonna go walk there it's only 10 minutes away so i set off and i'm like mate this 10 minute journey i felt so like small because you're crossing like five eight ten lane highways Mm. multiple times just to get just to walk 10 minutes Mm. so i'm like you're there you're waiting for the thing and anyway i'm approaching what i think is going to be this coffee shop and i'm like i do not see it was just a coffee place in one of the mega hotels oh so i went and sat in it and then I didn't realize I had my like uh, work polo on with the. Br- so then I'm sitting there, and then someone comes up to me and goes, "Oh, Blackbird, it's like seven in the morning," and I'm like, "Oh, don't talk to me. Oh, I don't want you, this conversation." Oh, Blackbird. Right now. Yeah. Oh, we'll come by. So we're we're actually doing this solution. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's already started, and it's seven o'clock." And yeah, it was. To be <laughs> fair, it was good coffee. But but one, it was one, just a weird experience.
0: One thing related to what he was talking about, yeah. it feels so small there. The other thing is, the whole. You feel really disoriented because everything is so big and it looks really close. But when Mm. you're walking, you end up being like two miles away because everything is so big. Um, um, (laughs) uh, So everything
1: is like really big. It's it's super
2: flat. Yeah, you'll you'll go like, oh, let's walk there. And you look it up and it's like 55 minute walk. Yeah. Oh, okay, But you can see it.
1: (laughs) So one of the things that's regularly going on in the broadcast industry it's like recurring trends um talking about the the skills crisis and the what's going on in the visual effects industry of lack of lack of resource um you know too much work too much demand a lot more content is being produced that so but there's not enough people to actually deliver that content so that's a recurring recurring trend i guess i mean what what do you think of the skills crisis i mean in my opinion there's just so much content being produced now by all these players i mean there's all these everyone's got a streaming service now they're pumping out content left right and center netflix definitely is and half of them isn't even good and i wish they would just focus on just producing less but more high quality content and then in turn you know you've got marvel pumping out you know movies left right and center so there's like 5 films a year instead of 3 um and they all need visual effects done to it and then a vis- visual effects artist they absolutely hate it because so they much. don't have enough time to do it and you want to release this every year and more content and more content and more content and we can't deal with it and we need more people and we can't. So at the at the moment it's 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 called a crisis because the industry as a whole doesn't have in the general sense, whether that's you know on the engineering side or on the creative side, or the post-production production just all over the place in general they don't have the people to deliver
2: the output that they're trying to get do we even need that output i would say so i think in terms of the the skills crisis yes it's happening in in our industry and we've seen it in like our teams and whatnot um i think there's a there's a much more broad problem where you've got all these companies like especially in the broadcast industry there's a lot of like legacy companies been around a long time They've relied over a number of years on the fact that people are just gonna do a job, stick around, get paid the salary. Job for life. Job for life. Get a good pension, get a good benefits, stick around. What's happened, you know, from my experience is these companies have they've then taken away those benefits. You don't get the same pension, you don't get the same reason to stick around. And then you've just got a generation of people who are like more likely to just take a risk. I'm gonna go I am gonna go work for that other company, I'm gonna go work here, I'm gonna go work for a startup. Mm-hmm. um so you've got all these skilled people who are just saying actually no i'm gonna i'm gonna go work elsewhere and then you've got these companies turning around and going oh we can't actually find anyone they're we're now ha- they're gonna have to pay more competitively they're gonna have to pay fairly they're gonna have to offer something more than just like a steady position like all all of these companies are like i think they're just reacting way too slowly to the fact that like they they can't just cruise the same way they were and then you know, I, I think it's a shame because I think there's a lot of younger people who would happily do if they knew these jobs existed, they would fly at the chance. But every cu- I, I
1: always remember, you know, when I was trying to get in the creative side of the media industry, there's there's a lot of different routes. There is, you know, you could go to film school. Or some people even do degrees, or they will um, say you want to be a director one day or camera operator you're doing work experience, you're becoming a runner or maybe you're producing a film and you're hoping it gets showed at a festival and then someone notices you and then they bring you on to bring your teas and coffees to someone. And that's just how you start. It's like the really work your way up from, from the absolute bottom. Are those routes even, I mean, is those routes still happening? Is there a good enough options to get in?
2: people yeah I think all these companies want people who already have the skills but yeah. no one wants to no one wants to train them, invest the time yeah to cultivate them to bring in apprentices they look at the retention of those mm. apprentices and graduates and they think oh they're going to leave anyway if 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 entire industries worked more on cultivating talent it would benefit everyone because cool. you I would join from another company you would get someone else from another company You you just replenish the pool of talent which is lacking, and the they're just the pool of talent that does exist is just going to go to the highest bidder and whoever's paying the best.
0: Or the the problem is is the requirements they set of people are too high. So you you want you know what ten years experience for an entry level position, which is just not.
1: And I I don't think this is. I think that applies to any job.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, I there's a lot of um, you know. Uh, I think in the broadcast industry there's a lot of talk about uh, things which are made out to be industry specific and I think it's a, generally a, a problem with the whole labour market in this country is the lack of investment in entry-level positions and the ability to train people. And then secondly, the unrealistic expectations, for example... I want a social media coordinator with 20 years of experience and most (laughs) social media (laughs) such as TikTok has only existed for like five or six years. It's stupid stupid expectations like that and I don't think it's unique to broadcast industry or media. I think it's just a problem in particularly this country.
1: Yeah, how can you have an entry-level position with five years plus experience? Well, that's not entry, is it?
2: Yeah. Oh, and it's the even... For me, a grad scheme being you must have got a, gone and got a degree to start this company. I think even that's like a step too far because you're you're missing out so many like talent people. Maybe they went and started their own business. Maybe they work. Maybe they're a video editor. Maybe they switched. Yeah, they've changed they switched career, path, career path. They were on a certain path. Like, or
1: like I said, it's film school. It's all these other things. It's like such do.
2: an old like mentality of like oh go get your degree go do this like saddle yourself with debt because that's what everyone else does and and to be fair like our, I, th- I feel like with every generation of the past more and more people are going to university it's seen as like the base level now whereas like yeah. you know generations ago it was like an extra extra thing you could do with your life now it's just like that's like almost step one is like go to university right you finish college go to university and then Same. you're starting your career I thought I I I think, I think it's university better. was
1: always the done deal. No. No. No, like no. my my what? parents didn't go. No, same with mine. Do okay. Your parents your
2: parents go to university? I mean, no, but, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think anyone I mean, in
1: my family went to uni.
2: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was less common, you know, let's say 30, 40, 50 years ago, it was a lot less common. Um it was mostly under the Labour government where, you know, the introduction of um student loans and everything made that more accessible and Fair and the okay. demand to get basically was pushed by the fact that the government wanted 50 percent of post-18 school leavers to go to university that was the main target it wasn't necessarily a quality it was a target okay and then that's why it became so commonplace so but i think it's i think it's true like you you can get a lot of valuable skills from university but I think ultimately that there's a lot of people out there who could come into media industry and really
1: contribute without having been to university. Okay, so so that's that's the sort of that's the entry position. So we think the barriers to entry are too difficult, Why? or there's too many kind of old school ways of looking at things. Lack of
2: awareness as well.
1: How do you know these jobs exist? Yeah, or you want to do it, but you just don't know how to do it. But then there's what's actually changed in the industry. Talking about that output, how much content is there. And also, the expectations, say, for television, for example. You think about what television shows used to be like 10 years ago. Then Game of Thrones came around and just blew everyone's socks off with visual effects. I mean, the last season was trash storytelling, but that's a tangent. But... In general, like visual effects, the the quality. Breaking Bad was a great example of story story storytelling. People expect so much more high quality from TV now across the
2: board. That cinema experience. How much more does that
1: require from your highly skilled talent?
2: Yeah, so I think I think definitely you've got all these companies competing for attention, billions being invested. So like the money is there to. I mean, a lot of them are losing money making all these great shows. Um, but the <laughs> money is there, the so, like, people are getting paid to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, people's expectations for what a TV show should look like, the quality is definitely, like, all-time high. Like, people want it to look like a blockbuster film every single episode.
0: Which is why I find it so weird how much things like Reels, TikTok, and Shorts have, have become so popular when... I, I get it's a different content genre, but people have mm. got got used to very high production values, but yet will sit there scrolling and watching TikToks for an hour of awful quality. I
1: I almost treat it as like two different forms of video entertainment yeah. in the same way people would treat reading a book or watching a film differently. Yeah. So when I when I'm when I'm watching something on YouTube and TikTok. I don't associate it as that same form of media. It's different. Yeah. It's, this is a book, this is an audio podcast, this is a traditional film, and this is a social film. Now, sometimes you do get content that kind of crosses over. You can get some really high quality, awesome stuff made on YouTube. Yeah. But generally, I in, at least for me, in my brain, I don't associate them with the same thing. So, I, I can almost, you know, I'm almost conditioned to have a longer attention span when I'm going to, I'm actively making a decision, I want to w- watch a film. Yes. If I'm scrolling through YouTube and it doesn't, it, it doesn't you know, have that retention building video, for like the, in the first minute, that doesn't grab me with that hook, then even, you're scrolling through. Yeah, even
2: what Netflix will put out of their shows on TikTok or shorts or whatever is going to be like the the exp- user expectation is is like that kind of low quality. That's also almost what draws some people in, which is like it's supposed to have that kind of vibe where it's like we've thrown this together, we've created something, like it's not perfect. It's I not don't like want it to experience. look like a high quality no, it's production. on your phone. You're sc- going to scroll past it in two seconds anyway. Like it's not going to get analysed <coughs> in a deep way like something that you'd put out in like a long form television show would say... It is, yeah. It's just two different mediums, really.
0: But maybe the two mediums are colliding with the amount Ooh. of trash television coming around. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: what, what's your definition of trash television? Uh, I mean, I, I'm guilty of watching it, but I think you I can know look, what the trash is, Callum. You can
2: married in fifty minutes.
1: Or <laughs> <laughs> Did I get
2: that? Well, way that's wrong. just reality. Should, I mean, reality, should, maybe. You can
0: make a pitch for a new
2: program. Yeah, yeah but listen, there's minutes.
1: been these and all sorts of no, crap that's so I, like I, been around. I for mean, ages. I'm guilty. No, it makes
2: these standards look like high the peak quality. Of, yeah. Um, no. No. I'm thinking, no. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah.
0: you know, you look at a channel like TLC, uh, or the reality section of Married
2: at First Sight, Married at First Sight,
0: it. or My 500 Pound Life, or the 600 Pound Sisters, or something like that. You know, it's such trash. And that's without mentioning things like reality dating shows. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's so much
1: content. Reality dating shows genre should just be renamed to trash. Yeah. Trash television. There's just so much there's of it no. Grouping. No. Grouping. It's, to it's just too much to, to even so not, think about. Not consuming. only is there too much high quality content to watch, like you've, you know, Netflix might be, pumping out millions for this high quality content but you just haven't marketed it to me so i i don't see it and i don't watch it and i don't have the time to watch 50 different shows not only that you also have in broader you know pyramid there's your high quality content this is already too much and now you go even lower to trash and it's still too much so it just in general
0: We're swimming.
1: I'm gonna gonna make up
2: some statistics here. (laughs) (laughs) I would say like fifty. Let's say sixty percent of like eh, the total eyeballs watching stuff accumulates to like The Office, Friends, and then reality TV. Repeated viewing. Like so much of people's eyeballs are just watching The Office over and over and over. Like that's so, why these companies you, are spending like so much money on could, IP. You can spend all this money on like developing the show. Like Mind is a Netflix show I love, and I thought was brilliant and the, just amazing. Like the cast. Two seasons came out. Third season isn't getting made. Not enough people watched it. It it is really hard to like. You can make and the ama- you can make amazing shows in this. Mm. And if Netflix don't, if Netflix promoted it themselves, they like they heavily. Don't. they don't. It might have got the viewership. As a
1: marketeer, Netflix had the shittest marketing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like, why? Do you know why it's shit? It doesn't exist. There is no
2: marketing. <laughs> that's the problem. You're just relying on the algorithm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And, then, and then, do you know what? The most valuable thing they've got on there right now is probably The Office. Like, of all the money they're spending. So that's everything only in the UK,
1: doing, I think. Or is, not, at, not in the US anyway. Was it, is it NBC Universal? It's Peacock. Peacock, yeah. okay, right. So Peacock own it in the U.S., so yeah, that was a major blow to them. Obviously, we still have it on Netflix, but I think it's on Prime as well.
0: I think Peacock does exist because it's Comcast,
1: but for whatever reason, Only Netflix has the yeah. rights. Yeah, they would have spent a fuckload of
2: money just to get it on yeah. there, like probably hundred million or something. They looked
1: at their viewing figures and they're just like, "Well, okay, this is worth the money because yeah. this is keeping people paying yeah. for it."
2: I'm just gonna again make up information because that's like the fun way to do it. Is that not called disinformation? Spreading misinformation and disinformation. Okay. Okay. You're just trying um, to illustrate
1: your point, but these figures aren't real.
2: So, like, how? Well, you name me then. Name me a film that isn't an existing IP, a remake, a continuation of a series. Any, any one of those three that's come out in the last. I'll give you three years, five years.
1: I was just going to say Top Gun Maverick, but then I realised that was the sequel. Yep. No, existing <laughs> IP. everywhere, all at once. Oh, that's yeah, a great example. And that's why that won Best
2: Picture. Great example, yeah. low budget, fresh idea, yeah. not an existing IP, but it was a low budget, right? So they weren't given like millions to go make this movie. Oh, what have I seen? I, I watched this... Oh, actually, I'm going to add one more thing to that, which is a very well-established director I I wouldn't even who know. is like... Gonna get like Tarantino's always gonna get okay. his movies made, right? Because he's got enough clout. So, so I can't choose a well-established director. I would say that's like, I'm talking like right. The only, I'm saying the only movies getting made are, it's an existing IP, so they're gonna take a bet on it. Yeah, it's an exist. It's a uh, part of a universe, so like a Marvel type mm-hmm. thing. It's part yeah. of a Marvel universe, or it's like a director who's like. Big enough on his own that it's they're gonna take a bet on him because it's it might it should be like they're not taking any risks. Yeah. So like for example, Star Wars was a massive risk that would never ever ever get made now. If the it wasn't a film, and if it, it wasn't
0: pre-existed
2: when yeah. it was first made, it didn't exist, wasn't tied to anything. You would it would never get made now. Stanley Kubrick's first films would <laughs> never have got made. Like that. So that's what I'm. That's what I think is like really concerning to me which is like the appetite for like risk amongst like all of these like top is like an all-time low like they're not going to take a gamble on anything and that's why the con like the the quality is just so poor like in cinema now
1: yeah i mean i guess you still get pixar trying to make some films when they're not doing the sequels, but they do every now and then try to... Yeah, but even even Pixar, like,
2: originally they were like, we're not doing sequels. Mm -hmm. They did Toy Story 2, which was, like, their first sequel, but they wanted to make that. They had a story to tell. And then the studio starts going... I think oh, that cars That, one, two, that, three, that cars film did really well. Should we do another cars? Ooh. I don't think
1: that's what quite happened. I think I think the guy who made it was just obsessed with cars, but that might be a unique situation. Right. But with Toy Story, definitely. Did they want to like,
2: make Finding Dory? Were the probably not. Were the amazing right. people behind Pixar really? Incredibles inspired. two as well. Incredibles two should have never got made. It's a cash. It's like easy money. It's like people are going to go out in droves. Um. Oh, what did I see? Re- they're doing Power Rangers now. That's an existing. IP. <laughs> there's not an IP that they haven't gone to. They're gonna do like, I don't even know, like. Obviously, every single Super Mario, superhero thing. They did Super Mario Bros. That's an existing IP. Let's make some money. Like
1: Dungeons and Dragons was a good film, a fancy it's film. It's an existing IP. It's an existing IP, but there's no like story. It was completely made yeah, up. Yeah, but it doesn't. My but point is, it was though, based off of a existing brand so, i guess
2: yeah. yeah yeah try and find a film where it's like someone's written a script it's a brand new there's idea no, like
1: new godfathers if that, if that's what you mean yeah like godfathers. from scratch
2: yeah at one point star was a brand of it at one point star trek was anything at one point um back to the future was a ex- brand new Indiana franchise Jones
1: was a new thing at once no one's but now gonna... there's more of them
2: yeah, and you just don't see films like that anymore. Where Ghostbusters
1: like, is the one that wound me up the most because <laughs> yeah. it was just so unnecessary. In yeah, point but on. they're all
2: unnecessary, but it's such a guaranteed slam dunk in the box office that it's the only thing getting made. I would say
1: Top, top Gun Maverick. That there are some exceptions to like, okay, that was an amazing
2: story. I'm not saying they're bad films. I'm just saying... There's no creativity you anymore. You don't know what you're missing because mm. it's not getting made. Yeah, I if fell it asleep it in Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I was on a
1: flight. To be fair, that's uh, the only time I watched films. Uh, that that's I quite ironic. He was on a flight watching Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I, I fell asleep. I, I fell
2: Have asleep. you watched the original?
0: Was the other I've not too seen high?
2: it. No, the original's great.
0: And um, what was the other the original's film I watched? Okay. The um, second amazing. Was, was it Bullet Train? I watched. Yeah, like 90
1: that, that was of original. That. Or is that a book? I don't know.
2: I think it's Guy Ritchie,
1: isn't it? Yeah, uh, I established uh, direct. <laughs> God damn it! No, I got one for you, and you'll never know what it was. I watched this one called Missing, and it was an interesting film because it was more or less entirely made using what happens on someone's screen and like screen. Sh- it was a document. Sh- no, it was, it was a fictional documentary oh. style, and they pulled in like screenshots and Teams record, uh, FaceTime recordings, and. If if the actor was being shown on screen, it's because it was for a phone call or something like that. It I was really the, interesting how they edited
2: that. I um, saw the podcast. About, oh, you saw it on a video. About when they were edit, how they edited it and how they brought it together. Um, I don't know if you've watched Modern Family. No. But they did that like, a few years ago. But, like, the same yeah, concept, but, but that, that film, cool. that, that
1: was one I don't know the directors of. <laughs> I guarantee no one bloody watched it, but it might have made That's like 80 thing, million like, I wonder like... I thought it was quite good. It wasn't the best film of all time, but no. I thought the way they edited it was amazing. But um, I just
2: wonder, like, how would something like Back to the Future now perform? Get made and how would it perform? And like, would people It'd just go straight to Netflix probably, and
1: then no one would watch it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I guess straight to Netflix
2: is just like
0: the new straight to video straight to VOD, yeah, I, or video. You know, you know, people just. They just sat in the back of Blockbusters, and people didn't yeah. really look at it.
2: The, the, the sad thing is, like, there were a lot of films that would get released, do poorly in the box office, become super popular once they've had their run. Mm-hmm. Everyone would buy the DVDs, and it would make a fuckload of money. That w- that never that would never happen now.
1: Here's a new element to the whole shortage, too much con- content thing. We touched on like TikTok and YouTube. Are people? Who are interested in creation of filming? So people with editing skills, people with you know, videography skills, uh, cinematographers—all those types of individual, the creative individuals—are mm-hmm. they now being inspired into the kind of influencer scene? Not necessarily being an influencer themselves, but these different types of platforms. And you think—I I don't know what the stat is. Maybe you can make it up for me, <laughs> but how it's like so X number of content, like minutes of video being uploaded to YouTube every minute. And it's like a wild, probably billions number. Um, people, people making all that content. A lot of people are getting paid for it. You're making good money on it. Every, all the influencers need editors. Some type, some of them have entire yeah. production teams. Are these people just coming away from traditional media And they don't have the restrictions. What is saying, the jobs have, some of the jobs have just moved elsewhere.
2: I think, I think, I mean, to be fair, it's so much easier to like make, it's easier now than it ever was. And it will continue to be easier and easier to make your own film and just film it all yourself, get some, your iPhone's got a better camera than anyone would have ever had.
1: we, We can do this podcast right now because we actually have decent camera. There is no way we could. Start this third episode that we've re- ever recorded. Yeah, not only buy all these microphones, but buy a thousand pound cameras as well. We just wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. But we've all got, well, yeah, we have free iPhones here recording it. Job done. Yeah, you know, we don't have that massive upfront investment, so we can actually create some content. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're right. It's more accessible.
2: I think there's a lot from the point of view of like, yeah, so many people can make content now. It's it's definitely a good thing. Like how accessible it is there's definitely more content that's like user generated like the quality of user generated content is getting higher and higher and like so I think that is all a good thing I just think at like the yeah it's more like at like the box office level like what's being put on a cinema screen that's where I'm just like I'm just a bit jaded and a bit like disinterested and like most of what's being put out there like if you're so if you're not interested in like superhero films you've lost like 60% well if you're not interested film. in
1: blockbusters you'll just never go to the cinema
2: yeah but I yeah but then that's not I'm not not interested in blockbusters I'm not interested in like you just want some different stories what Marvel's putting out like I've lost interest like and that cuts out like a good chunk of like what is being made like every year mm. Like when was the last time you went to the cinema because oh, you don't watch the Marvel stuff I, d- I don't
0: watch that kind of stuff god I think the last time I went was December 2019. Wow. Before COVID? Before COVID. Wow. And it was to watch... Uh, Sorry, like,
1: should I say COVID or will this be demonetized in like five years? Uh, time? So <laughs> I think
0: it was... Um, Last Christmas.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> 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 Fucking of um, any film, you could have said it had to be that. So
0: long. I, I, I didn't mind it. It was all right. And Henry Golding is, you yeah, know, but you not bad trash looking. TV, as we've um, established. But you know, I, I just, I don't. I mean, I am not one of them people who binge watches television either. So no. I think maybe I'm in a minority, Um compared to a lot of people, but. Yeah, it's just like the cost of it. But you watch a lot of YouTube.
1: Much. I watch so much YouTube. What's like what's the type of content you watch on YouTube?
0: I think we've had this discussion before, or it might have been not on the podcast. Not in the podcast. I think mean, it's mainly a lot of uh news, current affairs, documentaries. I thought he said <laughs> that as
1: well. I thought he said
2: nudes <laughs> Nudes.
0: Men's nudes. Volleyball.
2: Yeah.
1: Um
0: <laughs> news, current <laughs> affairs, documentaries. Um
1: documentaries. So that is a that is a type of traditional media, but they create so, so really I, awesome documentaries yeah. now. User yeah. generated content. So, well, have you seen like the Iceman one? No. No. It's like millions. Millions yeah. it costs with like this is like so David Attenborough type production. I mean it's it's not it's not about climate change, but it's that like level. that kind of scowl of this is very well made. Yep. And yeah. It,
0: I think it's it is a lot of there's a lot of them not lots but you can get a lot of high quality content on YouTube, which I find interesting that I can't find, or I don't necessarily find accessible on traditional media. I think that's the main thing, and and you know, thanks to YouTube's premium, no ads as well. So it, is it, it works it,
2: for all. There's even a group of YouTubers making their own streaming uh, platform, Nebula.
0: Yeah, but that's all a bit. It look, not a fan. I'm not a fan. Well, no, I get why they're doing it, but it's not. <laughs> it, it seems like, it, uh, n- the way I understand it, Nebula is just a way to get all the creators to buy in. They can obviously bloat up their valuation and then sell it off to somebody else.
2: Oh, um, so it's not what they're saying. Is. Well, no, I it's thought it was
1: all about like not being demonetized so you can show a bit more. It is. Yeah. that. Uh, I wouldn't uh, even say edgy content. Like I, I watched this really interesting video of like some place in America. I can't remember where where it was, but it was it uh, it, it was like the the clickbait title yeah. was I found like a real life city full of zombies, but it was about drug addiction. Yeah, right. And it was like really good sort of fifteen minute video. Learned a lot. Fucking terrifies me um, that this is actually a real place and just the. The amount of needles like everywhere, it's just, it was just horrible. I was like, that was a really interesting video, mm. and apparently, it was demonetized. Yeah, but there was nothing like rude or I, I don't see why I think history
0: class is a sensitive topic. Yeah, um, I think the things like th- there is a place for something like Nebula, um, but it's probably there are benefits to it, but ultimately, they're probably
2: just building it up to then sell it off for a load it's a captain of this uh, I never thought of it so. from that cynical point of view I think conceptually I, I like it like I've thought about it before because a lot of the type of stuff I watch yeah, is same. that kind of like you put all this work into a video, hours editing like re- especially like heavily researched videos like mm. it must be so draining like there's no other job where you would like do a piece of work even say your job is you're a video editor but you work for a company. You would never do all the work, write the script, do the research, film it, edit it together. It takes you three months, takes you six months. You then hand it into your boss and go, oh, am I getting paid this month? And they go, no. Yeah, <laughs> like so, that would never right, happen. So even, right? even, if, that must a, be even so if a
1: film production company, like the film got shelved for whatever you still reason. still get paid for the you still work got paid, you do. Yeah. But. So
2: it must be so like draining. So I, I get the incentive to be like, we... Yeah. okay you're putting it behind a paywall i think it's quite reasonably priced and you've got a lot of content there i get that that's a good solution for like i do want to talk about this topic i don't want to censor myself and youtube's becoming more restrictive than even like advertisers and even like um, terrestrial television is like the weird things you can't say or the certain words that are going to flag you like you're not gonna. You're not gonna Can't get. Can't say COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we've lost any. Well, we, we're, we're not even monetized. So but if we were, yeah, like YouTube's like way more like the the level to which you have to like think about the specific words or topics you're saying, like. And the 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 worst part is, and it's that it's like the editor example. You're gonna be told you're not making any money this month. Can you tell me why I'm not making any money this month? No it's just the guide. like you've not only do you not make the money you don't actually get told the specific things you did wrong so that you can improve your behavior it's the worst possible situation for anyone trying to like have it as a career or you're, like, you're just
1: trying to guess what the guidelines are yeah so you're trying to get a, i mean i feel like it's been going on for years like creators just complaining about copyright strikes and all sorts of Mm. guidelines breaking and be like no 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 this was fair use and you know they're having to appeal it and then companies going around just like copyright strike and everything that remotely mentions yeah their i, stuff I think
2: i think it's worth complaining about because the, the the key problem is like at least if you knew what rules you were breaking you could then work around it it's when you don't even know what it is specifically you've done wrong the, the problem yeah.
0: with things like copyright law and we're going very off track here but Mm. the problem with things like copyright law on youtube is that copyright law was written in an age before a lot of it was written in an age before the internet was invented or Mm -hmm. you know and you could get use out of it and in different and new meaningful ways that's the less of an issue a lot of it is less of an issue with youtube but the fact that the confines that they have to operate in is a big problem. But I think also on your point about YouTube as a platform, I think it's, the, th- the thing is, something like Nebula, I don't know the four-ins and outs of how they get paid, but on a s- platform like Nebula, you are not going to get the eyeballs that you do on something like YouTube, which is oh. obviously something which you have to bear in mind. Even something like Facebook Video can't compete with, or Facebook Watch, whatever they call it, can't compete with something like
1: YouTube. YouTube's such a behemoth now. It's yeah. just... But then no, like eyeballs I, I, I'm are only even worth, too attached to it. I can
2: eyeballs are only worth something if it's then worth. Like I'd much rather I'd rather have a hundred paying viewers than I, I, yeah, I get a million that. people watching it for free, contributing nothing. If you're thinking of it from an advertising point of view, within video, yeah, there's different ways you can. Kind but of then you're in the situation saying. where, like, yeah, you want the eyeballs. You, you've, well, but you,
1: you've got to get your. Sure. Would you rather have a million viewers or? a thousand loyal viewers who watch every video and maybe will pay you money to make some content, you know, like Patreons or whatever. Yes, you would rather have the loyal viewers than just people who click on for 10 seconds and piss off. You would rather have that. But how do you get that in the first place? So YouTube's Gets always going to the gonna be the platform yeah. to get you yeah. exposed.
2: Yeah, I mean, The problem with those million eyeballs is, yes, you want the AdSense... But then, oh, are you gonna get it? <laughs> it's like that's why. That's why like Patreon really is like if you're an established person. Really, I mean, there really, there really is no really reason to go. A lot
0: of smaller creators use it now. Like I say, smaller as in like maybe ten thousand subs. Because you can get quite a hefty amount from people who believe in it. Yeah. Have you ever paid
2: for? Have you ever done? Guys, a Patreon? we can put all
1: our uncensored content that I cut out on our Patreon. Only fans. Only
0: fans. Yeah. Yeah. But I think um I, I think there's a lot of different ways. I think generally YouTube's been a net positive for society, even if Ooh. there's a lot of downfalls. Um and thank you to our money overlords who aren't paying us for this Not video. Because we need a thousand but subscribers. I think subscribe
1: that, guys. Please subscribe.
0: But I think that the whole thing is that you will have people at a juncture between considering going on the creator platform going on the creator path, going with like a small more um uh user generated content you do see more type production company which they ultimately are on these platforms or they might consider going into broadcast or more traditional production focused company um i don't think one's necessarily better than the other you probably
1: get different different mediums. like i said i'll go back to it if you want to write if you're an author and you want to write a book great tell some amazing stories if you want to go on youtube Great, tell some amazing stories. If you want to go into traditional media, great, tell some amazing stories. I don't care, just storytelling. That's what's key. Definitely engaging storytelling. Yes. Tell us a story. Once upon a time, there was three lads and a pod. They sat on Luke's sofa and they never
2: left. The end. (laughs) Luke gave Callum a dashing look and had a twinkle in his eye. Callum slowly undressed... (laughs)
1: And on that note, we'll move on to the next topic. A lot of companies have been merging recently. We're seeing acquisitions left, right and centre. We're seeing even in the gaming industry, with Microsoft was trying to buy Activision Blizzard, although that got blocked. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for consumers? That's a debate in itself. But then there's this theory going around. What if Apple bought Disney? Now, obviously, Apple has recently, and by recently, like two three years ago. ago, two, three years ago, however long, um, they just started entering into the the TV space with Apple TV Plus. Does this even make sense for Apple to buy Disney? And this article seems to think yes. So maybe hmm. Apple plus Disney, maybe not so crazy. I've just snipped some bits out of this article. Can so, I?
2: Can I get some clarification? Is this something that's been rumored, or is this purely like hypothetical?
1: This is purely hypothetical. Okay. We know okay. nothing. Okay. There's
2: there's no reliable there's no source. Evidence. We're just going
1: to talk about here whether this makes business sense, or whether it could happen, whether you would like it.
2: From three of the top business brains of our
1: generation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, you have seen the people they had on Forbes. Magazine cover. <laughs> um.
1: Reasons why the mother of all Hollywood mergers might be closer than we think. And uh, I've cut out all the fat. Basically, it's saying, listen, 45% of Disney consumers today who are spending money are under 18.
2: Okay. So
1: you can oh, that's probably... quite obvious. Yes, yes. Just contact setting, Callum spend well, spending so,
2: money, to be fair, that's like... You're thinking Disney parks, you're
1: thinking toys, all that stuff, right?
2: <laughs>
1: elaborate. I don't <laughs> think that fits the Disney <laughs> brand,
0: Callum. Donald the Duck Dildo.
2: Do they have... the ducks have the really curly willies, or is that... I lovely? don't know. <laughs> that can, would
0: be can I read this really fucking painful. article? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, imagine
1: going to the Apple store and finding that. Oh, there
2: might be pigs. <laughs>
1: Anyway, back with your article. So, 45% of Disney customers who are spending money are under 18. Okay. In a $400 billion... So, this is in dollars. $400 billion... Donut kebab. Donut kebab. $400 billion, $400 billion, $400 billion annual, market, <laughs> annual market for smartphones. Every 1% you can move the needle in your direction is worth $4 billion a year. So growing the smartphone market by 1% is an extra $4 billion. Yep. And that's just from phone sales. To say nothing of all of the downstream effects of bringing people into your ecosystem, because we know that Apple just loves everyone buying Apple products. And if you don't have an Apple product, we're not going to make it work with that device. You can Well, your friends fun. will
2: make fun of you. Yeah. Because your message pops up in a... Bit I think that's colour. a very
0: US-centric thing. It's not <laughs> a thing over
2: here. If you move that needle 5%,
1: that's $20 billion a year, you could pay for Disney in half a decade of that alone. The ways Apple could integrate with Disney productions are more than the colours of a rainbow. Imagine the unified brand featuring the products in shows and films with a level
2: of shamelessness. That anyway? that Sorry, can we, who wrote that? I don't care about how... the colors of the right. Ra- what are just ridiculous? D- like, right,
0: Have Sh- you finished? No, I haven't fucking finished. This finished. I,
2: I nearly fi- It's only long because
1: you keep interrupting right, me. Shut up. Right. Shh. Listen. Shh. Right. The ways that Apple could interact, integrate with Disney productions are more than the colors of a rainbow. Imagine the un- unified brand featuring the products in shows and films with a level of shamelessness that would make the Ted Lasso producers blush. Every deal and mega hit from Disney would be a glimmer to the Apple Halo.
0: I think we should go back to the days of Nickelodeon and have pairs
2: on laptops. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know um, what I
2: think about that? Yes.
0: Yeah. I I think the whole thing, I, I I think the content side of it makes sense in some way because Apple just has so much money. But Apple don't really do so much of them big, big, big blockbuster money acquisitions. But I don't, I don't. But get, they could. They could do it. But I don't think the whole point of um buying the whole of Disney makes much sense. Right. So so
1: let's let's dissect this here because separate separate the consumer side to whether you think. This is a good idea for consumers. Is, well, it's does right. So, f- just focusing for now on the the business sense. Does this make business sense? Yes. What what they are saying here is that in every Disney film, they're all using MacBooks and phones, and these are kids. And when the kids grow up, seeing everyone with iPhones and everything, and they haven't necessarily decided, you know, what phone they're going with. This is suggesting that if you increase their phone sales, just the phone sales alone, that would effectively pay for Disney.
0: But I mean But yeah. then there's
1: also the ecosystem because once you're sucked in, because every all the cool people, you know, are using Apple products in every film you've ever seen, and at all the Disney parks and just everywhere in that whole ecosystem. Great! You now get the phone. Oh, now you also get the AirPods. Oh, you also get the MacBook. Oh, you get the Apple Watch.
2: Is it dystopian? Is it horrifying thought that this merger would happen? So, so, uh,
1: yeah, right. Business, business first. Does this make business sense? Could you see this happening? Is
2: it upsetting to me the thought of that? Yes. However yeah I guess it does make business sense. It also makes business sense to just buy every company ever and have it be <laughs> I've always joked like one day planet Earth is gonna just be Disneyland just Amazon, like, once yeah. we spread out so it's yes it makes business sense but it it's it's horrifying I it scares I think the whole me. Point, but can but, I just say
0: on. the whole point around doing it to get Apple products to feature in films and stuff really doesn't make sense to me because example. Mm uh you're watching succession i don't know if you notice in series one they're all using samsung phones with like big at&t logo or something verizon at the bottom and then obviously the deal ended at series two and then they all go to iphones as the default whether apple are paid for i don't know probably maybe, maybe or maybe they provided them for free as part of it and they're using whatever laptops they're using but i think the point is most of the programs you wouldn't really expect to see, like a high-flying executive, to be using a Samsung or 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 OnePlus. Right. I think they're gonna. I don't. I don't buy that argument that is really going to influence people that much because they're already there.
1: I don't know, but 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 this is saying this is a people who are not influenced yet. These are kids; they haven't decided what brands they like, and will, I mean, you think about you think about. You know how social media influences. You know the old school Disney movies. You know people growing up. How much of an impact? I think it might have more of an impact than you might think. If you're so a very like young Sleeping age, Sleeping
2: Beauty, it will be like her iPhone buzzing that will wake her up instead of her Is that what you're saying? They're going re- to retroactively edit all of. No, the they times. won't. They won't edit um, it. It will be all the
1: new content.
2: <laughs> no, so I think, yeah. So to be fair, like, will it get people? Because iPhone is almost already the default, like Callum said. Yeah, but it particularly might, in Western markets. Now, is yeah. that going to stay forever? Maybe not. So it might help them retain that kind of presence that they have, which is that iPhone's like the cool phone. Everyone wants an iPhone. If you can't afford an iPhone, you get a cheap Android phone, whatever. That's like the perception. It, will pro- it might help them maintain that, but I agree with I don't think it's going to like exponentially grow like the number But of could it grow it
1: by 1%? Because Disney is a no. big brand. A lot of people see that content. You're saying no. And, y- no. and y- y- you think about, you know, sometimes when you're thinking about branding, you're like, oh, you're a massive company. You don't need it. Well, actually, there's data to suggest if you just stop marketing for a year, that will have an impact.
2: Kids are very susceptible. Like, if it's like Spider-Man has an iPhone, which I think he probably does, that could <laughs> that could make it like, and again, this is like dystopian levels of like marketing being infused with like media. But if it was like a cool thing, if it was seen as, like, a cool thing, wow, Spider-Man's come to school with his iPhone, everyone thinks he's cool now. Like, that level of, like, manipulation and marketing yeah. could actually happen But even all the impact. new
1: products. Say you want to advertise a new product. Right. So, like, the next AirPods. Uh, just just an like example, a, like, yeah, the, or the Apple Watches didn't exist yet, and then there's all these people using Apple Watch. Like, that's...
2: All the cool kids at school have the Apple Watch. That That could genuinely, like, infiltrate, like, the psyche of, like, people...
1: And then, because Apple loves you to not work with other devices and you sucked into the ecosystem, how much could it... If, if you get one person, you could get them buying free products.
0: But I think that
1: they could do that without going to them for buying
0: Disney. I think if you had very comprehensive agreements with all of the major studios and networks...
1: You could get the same result. I think I think it's like Apple currently have like the money just in spare yeah. cash just to do it right now anyway. Uh,
0: I think if you look at the content it depends what Apple T V what they wanna do with Apple T V plus, whether they want to expand on sports continually, I don't know, or yeah. whether they wanna go into content. Would it make more sense for them to just buy
1: ESPN if they're going in more into sports I feel like. but that's that's the thing. That this is the whole argument. Yeah. If I translate that to a real example, Microsoft—they don't want to make bloody good games, so they'll just buy the rest of the industry. That's what they're doing. They'll just buy them all, so they don't need to make those themselves. They just buy those studios. If Apple Apple to make Apple TV Plus a huge thing, that's like such a huge, probably ten-year-long investment of like really building up that brand of of that library of content and. Getting all those subscribers and spending all this money, or they could just buy Disney and job done.
2: The idea, just like just to reset. I know you want to talk about the business side, but the idea with the number of acquisitions and how bloated and sprawling Disney is with all its tendrils through all aspects of every industry and all these brands and ESPN. All right, we'll go into consumers. Go free, go free. The fact that there's a company that can feasibly buy Disney to expand it, like. This is, like, a level of, like, just mega corporation that's just, like, that c- nothing good can come from that.
1: But I don't think the regulator would stop it either because it's not like Apple is, and I'm just making this up, but it's not like Apple is a huge player in the content space. No, and but they and they're should
2: stop it because it's just wrong.
1: The, the Microsoft one got blocked because they're in that space as a big presence, buying industry. that <sighs> yeah. same adjacent industry company, whereas Apple, the small players, they just have more money. <laughs> so, but this is suggesting it could have some wider Where impact. Where was this it. from?
2: It was just some article I found, okay. mate.
1: You find all sorts of shit on the internet.
2: I know. but yeah, I, you can. Go see dot CY. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Okay, so consumers. I mean, how do we feel in general about all these companies... Merging and acquisitions, you just get these big players just swallowing everyone up. I don't like it. Okay, why don't you like it, Ross?
2: <laughs> Fills me with existential dread. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it's the reason why it gets blocked by like I, I would say, like our government, for example, is much more heavy on like regulating these kind of acquisitions because the idea is <laughs> the more, more so than there America
0: relatively
2: in comparison to america who let disney buy every single company and brand and ip under the sun we the thing is right the reason why a government okay well i'm not going to even say our government a government would want to okay. regulate it it's because you want competition right yep. you want to have multiple choices if one company is perceived to be acting unethically or overcharging or you don't, you just don't like the way they're operating, you can have a choice to go, I'm going to go and I'm just going to watch content from this other company. I'm going to go buy services from this other company. The problem with all these acquisitions is you're getting less and less options. Everything leads back to the same, I don't know, you're going to, at what point are you going to be able to count on like your 10 fingers? That's why it upsets me all these acquisitions because it's like, there's going to be such a lack of competition. Everything's going to be these top tech companies just owning yep. everything and anything. And y- there's not going to be a way to opt kind out of these Kind of like Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, it, again, <laughs> well, you're, you're not going to be able to opt out of these systems. And they're going to collect data from you and they're going to sell your data and they're going to go, oh, well, go, don't buy anything from us. But if you want a phone and you want to watch TV and you want to just do this and you want to... Get an internet subscription and you want to live in a house. Unless you want
1: to go off the grid, give me your data or get fucked. Yeah, like (laughs) we saw
2: this meme earlier where it was joking, but it was like, oh, me trying to get into my Samsung house. And the idea was that it was a Samsung house for your Samsung phone. And like that, like, if we just keep letting, like what if we let Apple expand into real estate and then, oh, let's let them get into the pharmaceutical industry and buy up. Oh, you can only unlock your house door with your Apple Watch. Right. (laughs) Or well, you can only get into the hospital for treatment with your Apple Watch, right? I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's uh, loads we of We need your biometric scan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's loads of sci There's Black Mirror and all these th- shows talking about this kind of topic. But it is like... <laughs> Give
1: me like, your social media credits. Don't,
2: yeah, like, I don't want a social credit score, but I, I don't like the acquisitions. My, you asked me why I don't like them. That's kind of why.
0: I, I think they need to be judged on the merits or dismerits of each. I think it's you can't just say all acquisitions and mergers are bad, <laughs> which is basically what you just said. Um, I said I don't
2: like them. I you say don't like bad. Them.
1: But you you complain. So we recently complained about all the like films being remakes and stuff. Disney bought 21st Century Fox. How many great 21st Century Fox have came out? Films have came out. Um. I think it's just 20th century now. Whatever the brand is, like, how many... They they uh, definitely downsized,
2: you know, they got rid of all the... Yeah, I'm trying to think what J- IP like what IPs they had. I mean, they obviously owned, like, the Spider-Man IP and, like, all these kind of things. No, that's Sony. That's Sony. Oh no, that no, Sony.
1: they owned X-Men. X-Men. If you're talking Man. about Marvel. They it. also have Avatar. So Avatar's Disney now. Bloody you know. hell, Disney just have everything. Disney, Disney owned the world, bro. But, yeah. Cheaper if you're going back to copyright, so Disney doesn't even own Mickey Mouse, like, in how many years?
0: Like, we need a poo. Yeah, we need a poo. And it was funny it was like apparently,
1: like, Batman's not even copyright in like a few years as well. Yeah. Wow. Do so they just re up? No, no, you can't. It's like the, the copyright rules is after a certain amount of years, anyone can do anything with it, but they can only do it with the Batman from that year. So you couldn't just make um, the story of the
2: Dark Knight. Returns, right, right, which right. came out in a certain year, so they can
1: remake the content from the first year. Can we be, the, ba- the, can
2: we be the Batman podcast and make it uh, make like the original Batman our logo?
0: But in a few years. for example, the <laughs> Winnie the <laughs> Pooh one, they turned Winnie the <laughs> Pooh into a slasher film, horror film. Um <laughs> Did you not hear about this? And, no. And basically, the uh, the <laughs> the copyright ended, and but they could only use the character of Winnie the Pooh. They couldn't use like Eeyore because that was part of the creation. Disney made that up. Yeah. It was only Winnie the Pooh they could do.
1: Yeah, I think it only really works with books because then it's like you have the whole story. Whereas if yeah. it's like an IP someone made up, it's like Mickey Mouse. Was Mickey Mouse made by Disney or was that a book or what was that? I, I think it was I mean, Disney. But I think but the even their own their own creation doesn't have copyright protection.
0: I don't I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I think the original we need to poo.
1: I'm pretty. It came out I'm pretty it. sure it was like the steamboat um, Mickey, like the old school ones. Now anyone can use after a certain amount yeah. of years, but not necessarily like the 3D version of Mickey yeah, yeah. because yeah, Disney. Too recent. Yeah, too recent. Yeah, it's just like all that. It gets all all complicated.
0: So yeah, it's. But here's
1: sorry. No. Here's here's an example of something I think which is bad of like acquisitions what about adobe yep i mean they just like any new any new like player coming into the market with this because th- there's lots of things with adobe premier pro which i use to edit edit this podcast it just pisses me off but then you get you get adobe who just have a load of money and then they just buy all these other companies just swallow them up all right new competition yep no nope. don't don't want to deal with that i'll just buy you off
2: Yes, yeah, t- so to Carolyn's point, I don't think all acquisitions are bad. Um, I think some of the massive ones where it's like mega corporations, like it's just worrying to me as a general okay. trend. But like, yeah, ad- so Adobe is like, right, they want to get into AI space. Do we spend three, the next three, five years mm-hmm. developing it, hiring the right talent, cultivating a team, or do we uh, acquire this company that has it, and then we can add it as a plug-in I think if platform? you do the
1: acquisition... And then you you really want to get into that space and do right by it. That's great. But the problem is when they're just like diminishing the competition by buying them. Rather than really wanting to get into that part of the industry and make innovation. A
2: lot of these smaller companies are more than happy to get acquired because it's like big payday. They buy out all your shares. Like it's like, it's not a bad thing. And everyone's generally happy. Like the people that work at Adobe are like, wow, we've added this new feature and like, amount of time it's like so i think it's like it's all like levels right so if you're a small some of these small companies might be have started with the and with the expectation that they're going to get bought out like yeah. um if you're like uh yeah i don't know of adobe like outright being like oh we're going to go buy da Vinci resolve so that they can stop being a competition and i i would like to think something like that would definitely get blocked because that seems like an agree just like anti anti-trust. anti f- anti-trust anti-free market like type of acquisition where it's like oh we're just going to squash the competition because we're the biggest in, sh- in town um so i don't know i think you know adobe's done a lot to kind of maintain their like market mm. leading position um people are getting more and more annoyed with like their kind of cloud model where Ugh. it's like
0: just bring back, I want to buy a license and never have to buy one again. I don't want to pay a monthly buy subscription. Buy a copy,
2: yeah. It's so much money. It's like
1: 30 quid a month or 45 And I, I just kept cancelling it. And every time they just reduced the price by 80%. I know, I was just like, why not just reduce it by 80%? I can literally do this on the loop until that runs out. And then I cancel again. And I say, reason why? Money. And then they're like, okay, here's 70% off. Okay, I'll do that. Then I'll do it again I mean, and again and they again. Know, they know they've got the market
2: off. by the balls. Like, for example, for you, why don't you use something like, da Vin- like a free software, like DaVinci or... I'm used to Premiere Pro and I haven't got... It's just it's yeah. what I've been using, man. What if so you know the, the shortcuts? What if you That's you, the biggest thing, right? Which it. is um, the smartest thing they ever did as a business was give it away cheaply to students. Because mm. the students get it cheap They learn it, they get used to it, they like it. So you need to target students. Then you're you're in for life. So they've got you as like an early adopter. Mm. And yeah, and then they make it different enough from the other platforms where it's like, oh, I only really know how to use Adobe. Just put it this way: I would
1: never pay thirty pounds a month. I will just keep cancelling with the discounts. And if that stops, I'm not paying for it. Then I will switch. I'm never actually going to spend that money.
0: Yeah. I mean, I switched to DaVinci uh, for some little limited editing I do because I couldn't justify £30 a month, too much money.
1: Yeah, so you did switch. and I end. did switch. You, but uh, yeah, I, I can find like cancelling and starting again so It's just a bit of a pain in the arse, isn't yeah. it?
0: And it's remembering to do it. That's the other thing. Mm. But going back to Apple, you can see sort of similar behaviour to university students because obviously they have their discount scheme. Obviously it's not like crazy huge amounts of discount but always around the start of the college year the university year there's always like that deal where you get what 20 percent off
1: and then they've always been on mac and then
0: also a free pair of headphones or airpods (laughs) and then you just sweeten them in and into that ecosystem so maybe there is a play with disney
1: there look i would never ever have bought airpods if i didn't have the iphone no but it just it just made so much sense and then I'm like, oh, Christ, trying to... Because we're recording this footage on iPhones right now. Getting it onto my PC. I'm not buying a Mac. My PC is... Uh, that's not changing. But trying to... It's just so awkward. I'm just like, oh, but it, if, if it was a Mac, I could just, like... It's so much easier so to quickly. transfer. I can airdrop stuff from the phone to the... Oh, it's just, yeah. It's just so much easier. But then, but then that pisses me off because... Why are you making it so difficult? Obviously, they're making it more difficult because they want to earn more money and buy these other products to make it easy. But it shouldn't be difficult in the first place. You've just decided to make this closed system. I'll forever complain about Apple till the day I die.
2: Still keep buying the phones, but yeah.
1: But I'll still keep buying the phones. <laughs> and with that dystopian ending, good night.
2: Bye! Bye. Bye! Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, hit the bell icon. Woo!
1: Thanks.